Welcome to the You Are The Creatrix podcast with Angie Litvinoff and my wonderful guest, Katie Curtin, as part of the Trailblazer season. Katie Curtin is an author, a multidisciplinary artist, social and climate justice advocate and coach. She believes that we all need the creativity and innovation we can master to create a more just, sustainable and beautiful world. Founder and host of the Online Creativity Cafe, which I, I highly recommend. She's the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Happy Well-Fed Artist, How to Get Your Creative Projects Off the Ground and Into the World. And Katie lives and works between Mexico and Toronto, coaching and international clientele of creative souls. So um, a really warm welcome to you, Katie. I'm so excited to have you here. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for inviting me, and we're kind of mutual fans of each other. <laughs> um, Katie is my coach and uh, somebody who uh, is uh, very special uh, to me, and I'm hugely excited to have this opportunity to share uh, uh, some of her wisdom uh, with you all. So Katie, uh, tell us, really, tell us about you. Tell us about your life. That's a big question, but I'll be short <laughs> and sweet, hopefully. Uh, yes, uh, I've done many things. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Renaissance, a modern Renaissance soul, as uh, somebody uh, captured it, or somebody who's really interested in a lot of different things. And in my life, I've done many things from diesel mechanics to um to journalism to community organizing but in the last probably 20 years or so um i've or or more actually um for the arts i've been involved in the arts and then later as a co I, I took training as a coach and i've had about 18 years plus as a coach now so those are the two areas that i've focused on in my later in my later life, or actually from my 30s onwards, it's been the arts, and um, I just love it. Wonderful. And uh, what is your relationship to creativity? I cannot separate you from creativity. For me, that you are an embodiment of, uh, of the creative life. So tell us what, what your, your, your personal relationship is to, to creativity and how, uh, and how you identify with it. Oh, great question. Uh, yes. Well, at one point, I didn't think I was that creative at all. In fact, if you'd asked me in my 20s, I would have said I'm not creative. And I always had an interest in the arts, but I kind of put it on hold. And in fact, it wasn't until my early 30s that I gave myself permission to get more into my creativity and to study the arts. And part of that was I came out of an artistic family, which you think would be a great place to nurture artists, but they, my parents basically discouraged us or didn't encourage us to get art careers. My dad would say, you know, I mean, the, the traditional things of starving artists and all that, but although they, they did okay. Um, 
And the other thing was that they had, uh, they set the bar very high because they were both very, well, at least my father was when I was young, very established in his field and actually one of the top um, Canadian photographers. And my mother later on in her 60s um, became a very, uh, yeah, a very good painter. So it was like, you know, don't bother if you're not really good. And of course, if you feel that way, then um, you, then you don't really try. And um, so for a long time, I just had this wish in many ways to do art, but and I would do some sketching and that but I thought, oh, I'll wait till I'm older, like when I'm retired or something like that, <laughs> which would be my age now before I'll do art. And um, in my early 30s, it just I had such a great calling to get into my art that I didn't want to leave it aside anymore. And that since then, I've been on uh, the artist's path, which has had many manifestations. It's really interesting when you talk about, well, two themes, there are a lot of themes there, but two themes that really stand out for me. One is when you said you gave yourself permission. And the other one is that, you know, coming from an artistic family and, and, and actually what, what that really, what that was really like on a practical level. And the you know, although you haven't used these words, what it made me think of is direct comparisons that we make with the people around us and how that exactly. can either motivate us or hold us back. And what, what, you know, how is it that you, what, what do you feel about giving permission? How is that, can you elaborate on, on, on what that means to you and what giving oneself permission actually means? Yeah, it's really important in all aspects of our life is to see what really gives us joy. And even if we don't think we're particularly good at it, to do it and to follow through. And with art, really, it's some people think it's genetic or whatever, but it or it's certainly helped by the environment you're in. But I think all people are creative in different ways, have different creative talents. And it's it's really look uh seeing which ones are yours or which one you have a real feeling to um pursue and then like any 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 profession or any skill you have to practice and so it's by practicing you become good that you find your voice that you that you develop and people somehow think it's just inspiration and that you somehow become a good artist um just like that and it's not the case so I know that when um when people work with you as well just from my own uh, first-hand experience too that it's really I mean what, what what you're talking about is really just you know it is really just touching on that and that you know it's it's a very profound immersion where you really um uh, embody and get yourself into all those thoughts and feelings at a, at a at a very personal level and excavate you know through 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 the material of your own life so um i just want to uh, also ask you how your how how does uh, soul and passion relate to your life and work personally i mean um soul is one of my um you know uh, greatest connections and passion is one of my favorite words so how do those things 
you know how do you how do you relate to those things in your in your own life and work the experience of yourself as a creative as an artist and as a and as a mentor and as a wise woman thank you um just a, a something i want to add before getting into that because i think it really is important while you can work at being an artist and practice is really important. You also have to go through all these uh, blocks about, you know, all the things where you think you're not worthwhile, you can't do it, whatever. And there are releasing techniques you can use and there's ways to get through this. So there's, plus there's having mentors where, who can guide you as and, and, give you more sensitivity to the art. And I could go into all these in great detail, but I'll get to your question, which is on passion and the other. Um, soul. And sorry, I didn't hear and that. And soul. Soul and, and passion. Soul. How they relate to your life and work. Uh, soul, I'm not quite sure what you mean. I mean, people mean a lot of different things. For me, it's... I mean, and it's linked somewhat with passion to me. Um, I mean, soul, I think, is those internal yearnings for uh, a life of purpose and of service in some ways. So I'm not, um, yeah, and um, I mean, to follow your artistic soul is to follow those artistic yearnings that you have and see where they take you. And also this uh, with soul, it's being truthful, um, not getting hung up on what other people think, even though you want to, um, you want to have an audience and you want to in some ways please them, you also want to be true to yourself, not sell out in the sense of becoming excessively commercial, where and where you start losing your soul. My, my father was a really interesting example of that. He had to, to support the six kids. He um, went from mostly photojournalism into commercial art. And, but he still kept his soul there. He still, like he had this thing about photographing instead of these, you know, these models, these real people. And so when I look at his work between his work that was not, not done for commercials and his other work, there's not a big difference because it's still infused with how he saw people. It's still very human. So I think there, it's not to say that you can't do commercials or you can't do commercial art but it's the way in which you do it so that it's true to you and true to your style somewhat um, although style changes now passion um passion is kind of a difficult word I mean it's a great word it's like I love passion and yet it's, there's all these myths about following your passion and that automatically the money will follow and everything um it's not necessarily so there's some um realms of art which it's very hard to monetize and it's not always worth monetizing and there's others which fit into the commercial market or into what people want um for me i was a mask maker for many years and i did masks for theater and i also did masks for individual people but it wasn't 
to actually sell a mask to an individual person. It wasn't, well, one, I didn't like it quite as much as a theater production. I, I, I don't know, I felt like more beholden to an individual than to a production. So it froze up my creativity a bit. Um, but um, it also was, you had to charge a lot to make it worth the labor that I uh, that you put in. So I just decided mostly I was gonna do it for theater rather than individuals. So I don't know. And I think with just on that, I think artists need to follow their passion or creatives, like in the sense of doing it. But whether it's full-time, part-time or whatever time, that doesn't matter. There's been people who like very, very, very famous artists like um, who have worked full-time and still have, uh, you know, at jobs and haven't even wanted to, to um, quit them. <laughs> at first, you know, eventually they may have quit them, but, you know, enjoyed having that and uh, also did their art on, you know, at different times. And so anyway, that's my so, answer. Yeah, you're, you're uh, you know, you're, you're describing that freedom of um, judgment from oneself mm -hmm. and also, uh, um, you know, misconceptions around, you know, what we have to be and how we have to be. Exactly. Um, so you're describing that really, really, you know, uh, you know, eloquently, um, you know, the, the way that we, we that that can also be a way we put obstacles in our own way. Exactly. Or feel ashamed. Like I talked to a woman who's tremendously creative. She has paintings all over her walls. She does all kinds of things. And she works. She told me um, that she worked as an insurance agent. And she felt a little like, you know, oh, well, I shouldn't be the, you know, like I could feel that it wasn't, she wasn't feeling quite so proud of it. But I thought that's great. You know, you've got a really secure base for your art and you're, you're producing. So maybe at some point she'll decide, oh, that she wants to do it in a different way. But um, yeah, I think when, you know, you really should, um, I think so, well, having leapt off the cliff a couple of times without work and all that and try to create in those circumstances, it's not that easy. And, you know, because you're too preoccupied with um, uh, figuring out how to feed yourself and it's not that freeing for your art. So I, I think it's always good to have a number of things on the back burner that can help you through times, even if you are working full time. And most artists um, do teaching or, or other things, you know, other things as well. It's not all doing their art. And it's incredibly practical guidance and uh, I'm sure, you know, something that many people will um, find very refreshing to hear. Um, so what is your focus for this year, Katie? You've always got some really interesting projects and how can people work with you? Okay, thank you for asking that. Uh, my focus actually in the last year or so and, and coming up, uh, for the foreseeable future has been on book writing, both my own book writing and uh, actually helping other people with their book writing. I have um, mastermind groups that I lead and I'm, I do uh, from time to do a uh, time, I do these um, 
I you know, I do these days where people can uh, make a blueprint of their book or do other things around books. But I also um, I'm I coach both privately and sometimes in programs uh, artists around their creative projects, and or how to set up a creative lifestyle or a lifestyle that can can really support their art, um, and then. Like my books are around aspect. Uh, I'm just working on my second edition of the Happy Well-Fed Artist, which I'm going to be getting out again later this year. But um, I, yeah, I have other projects that I've worked on in relation to um, clients and money, and uh, uh, I'm working on a book on that, which is uh, for uh, yeah, it's for at least a year or so from now. <laughs> it's incredibly exciting because I know your work with uh, working with clients and money is 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 really um, really fantastic, and um, you know really goes uh, very very deep and is uh, you know just very effective in uh, hugely releasing. Uh, and that's uh, definitely, you know, so I'm speaking again from firsthand experience of working with Katie in that way. So um, you. You, you can actually learn more about Katie uh, from her website, which is Katie, K-A-T-I-E, katiecurtain.com. Or you can also connect with her on Facebook, and that's katie.curtain319. Um, and yeah, I just want to say, um, yeah, I mean, all those themes that we've touched on uh, today, I mean, they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're very grounding and they're truths. Um, and also, I think, um, incredibly, incredibly liberating in terms of what's possible. You know, it's they're expansive, they're, you know, releasing any ideas that we maybe have, hold on to, have held on to or we, you, we took on about what we can and what is or isn't possible in life. Um, yeah, anything you would like to, any, any uh, sort of thoughts to end, the, end the, um, the podcast with Katie of your own? Well, I just want to appreciate your creativity, uh, Angie. I think you're a profoundly creative person and you've done some beautiful paintings as well as well as your ceremonial work, which is always gorgeous in terms of the setup and the other things that you do. There's all your artistry in there. And uh, yeah, just to encourage people to follow their creativity, not to... Um, not to think that there's any way you have to do it. And at the same time, set up structures, set up accountability, set up ways that you know you'll get to your art because life is very full and busy. And so you need the, uh, you need to, in, in a sense, you have to have a, although I'm not the most disciplined person, but um, you have to have a certain discipline with your art in the sense of setting time aside for it and saying no to other things in order to say yes to your creativity. So I just urge you to, yeah, go ahead. Don't let the old mindsets of you can't do it or it's not possible and or you're not good enough. Don't let them get in your way because you have no idea what might emerge. Okay, so saying yes to your creativity. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for being with us today, Katie. It's been a total pleasure to have you on here for the Trailblazer season. Thank you, Angie. This is wonderful.